0: I think that's where the expression is. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, we are at the bottom of uh, 23B. I find that you have to stretch your mind a little mentally to think of the cases. When you have to do it many times, it's very hard. But if you only have one or two cases, then you can manage. Uh, so, this is just finishing up from yesterday's business. We're going on the fourth case. Um, Let's go back to the Mishnah briefly to do that uh, fourth case, um, which was, uh, we were talking about somebody, uh, there were two men who got married and didn't know who they got married to. Uh, they didn't know um, which, uh, uh, who they got married to. Um, that was Shnayim Shekidshu two brothers, they got married to, there were two sisters. They knew which family. I mean, at least they had that much already. They just didn't know which one they, uh, that each brother, I'm sorry, they're not brothers over here. Each each person uh, wasn't sure, was it the younger one or was it the older one? So um, what did we, let, let's go back to the Mishnah. Neither one, knew exactly which of the two sisters he got engaged to. So, Zed, Nos, and Shnei each one ideally should give two divorces, and then these women are free. Now, why can't he give one divorce and marry the other? Because maybe he married her sister. And uh, if he married her sister, and even if he gave her a divorce, he now can't marry the other sister because a person isn't allowed to marry the sister of their ex. That's the rule. Mesu, now what happens if these two men died and now, uh, and each one left one brother, so the brother is supposed to fill their place. Okay, the brother is going to fill in their shoes, but they don't know which shoes to wear. They don't know which wife they're supposed to marry. So, so each one does a chalitza. So that case was so far so good. Now, this is where it gets kind of tricky. What if there was one brother that, uh, that had, one had one brother and the other one had two brothers. So when there's two brothers, there's more options at the table. So the one that's only one brother, he's got to give to Chalitza to both. Again, he can't marry, uh, he can't give Chalitza to one and marry the other because that's the, uh, um, that's the, uh, the he might, he, he's not allowed to marry the sister of the one he gave Chalitza to. uh and the, um, uh, the two, the second one, could give Yibam. Could give, and if they, they're supposed to do it in that order, if they didn't do it in that order, we don't make them separate. Now we finally get to the final case, which the more is on now, which was if two brothers, I'm sorry, not two brothers, two people married two sisters, Shnayim, and they don't know which one they married. Ulazeh Shnayim, and each of the two had two brothers, so now that's really the question over here. You've got, you've got two brothers filling in for one guy and two brothers filling in for the other. So, the brother one brother will give Chalitza to one, and one of the other brothers will give Chalitza to the other. So, in this case, one of each of the two brothers on both sides can do yibum Because... The, um, uh, you've got two brothers so you could solve this problem. You can't have one brother connected to two sisters. But since there's two brothers, one brother can give the chalitza and the other brother can give the yibu. So that was the case that we're going on. Let's go back to our Gemara at the bottom. Hasu lamelin. Why do we need, we got the basic idea. Why does why the Mishnah have to keep on going? Hainu hach. It's the same as the, as the two brother and the one brother. As the, basically, when you have two brothers so, if one gives chalitza, the other one could potentially do yibim. So, the below said, maybe there's a rabbinic decree that if he would give Yibam without chalitza, without waiting for the other brother to do chalitza, he'd have a problem. Because if no chalitza is given, then he ha- it's possible that the real wife uh, was the one that should have gotten chalitza, and he has Zika with her. If he has zika with her, uh, zika means rabbinically it's like he's married to her because she's his deceased brother's wife and uh, he's connected to her until she gets a release. And so if he's connected to her, he can't go do yibam on the other wife. Now, if the brother gave chalitza, the chalitza removes the zika. Uh, Meaning, again, that uh, when a person dies without children and he left over a wife, it's a, the 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 deceased brother the the living brother has zika with this wife now what does it mean he has zika normally if you approach a woman and you want to marry her you have to first have kedushin with her you have to propose to her and give her a Pruta in front of two witnesses otherwise you're not connected you need to make kedushin first in this case you don't have to propose to this woman you don't have to give her a ring. You are using your brother's ring. You are taking over your brother's wife in this case. So how could you just take her over? The Torah puts you in his shoes. It gives you Zika. It makes it as if she's your, your wife. Unless, unless you give Halitza and you say, no, not for me. So in this case, we might be afraid that the other brother go ahead without the Halitza, and if he gets the wrong one, if he's married, the, the, original, the original man didn't know which of the two sisters was his, and he gets the wrong one, he'll be marrying a woman who is not the, uh, he'll have Zika with the other sister. Mm-hmm. Kamash balon, that we don't make such a rabbinic decree. Fine. So our is telling you that we, the rabbis didn't step in and forbid the possibility of Yibam when there's two brothers. So the question though is, but there's another case where we did Forbid the possibility. What's that? What about the following case? Arba Achim, four brothers. Totally new case. Two of the four married. And this time, actually, they knew who their wives were. Very good. They, this time, they remembered who, which sister they got. And the ones that married the two sisters, they died. Now, here, the problem is interesting is that the surviving brothers have double Zika. We assume that it's possible for them both. They both were on the same plane that went down. They both died at the same time. There was a little discussion. Is it possible for them to die at exactly the same time? How could they have the same Zika? But we say there is a possibility for them both to die at the same time. In this case, they can only give chalitza and not yibam. So there we don't let them give yibam. We don't say one gives chalitza and the second one does yibam. So... uh, the question is why? What's the difference? Why, in our case, where there's two brothers, one can give chalitza and one can give yibum, and over there, where there's two brothers, we say both of them got to give chalitza. So the more Hashda, as we turn to today's page, so over there, if you follow the view that there's yeshzika, yeshzika, you can't do chalitza, you can't do Yibim because he's going to see there each one uh, had... that case, there's two brothers. and In our case, each, each set of brothers only was filling in for one brother that died. They weren't brothers. Yeah. In our they weren't oh, brothers. You have- a- in our case, they weren't brothers. Uh, there was, didn't know who they married. They did, there was a brother that didn't know who they married, and he had two brothers to, re- to, to replace him. Right. So, in that case... Um, uh, he, there, there was no possibility of being connected to, uh, to two women because they, they, uh, they weren't brothers. Right. Whereas in the case where they're brothers and both brothers died at the same time, he's connected to both women because he's got two shoes to fill. But the, the other two well, brothers. Well, no, there are four. In, in the second. And the second there are case, four brothers, right? Two with brothers. two sisters, right? right. So but each of the four could have. a... a Potentially have Zika to t- two sisters. Right. So if you say there's Zika, that's why he has to give Chalitza because right now he's got Zika to two different sisters. And if you want to say there's another view that um, the, there's a mitzvah that each woman should be taken care of. And so um, if one of the women would be married, then the other woman wouldn't be eligible to be married uh, because you can't take two sisters. So uh a so Asilavata over here, over here, each of the two um uh the two brothers, each one will say, I got the one uh that my brother was married to. So uh this case is definitely different, and that's why the option of Yibum exists. So then we said mm-hmm. Why can't each brother just take a sister and let it go that way? Because they have Zika to the other sister. They're, they're connected. In the case of the brothers, the they, two brothers died at the same time, so they, each brother has like a double Zika. Um, and he can't get out of that. If they wouldn't have been sisters, would it have worked? Yeah, that was our case. Our case was different. There was... Um, they wouldn't have been sisters. It would have worked, yes. Because the problem is that it's a, uh, he has Zika, you can't, uh, he has Zika, the two sisters, and you can't be married to two sisters. So if they wouldn't have been sisters, it would have worked. So then we said, Tanishila, Aphilushneim Kohanim. So he said, even if they, uh, these men are Kohanim and they jumped the gun and married these women, it's okay. Now, why is that? Uh, these women got Chalitza. My time a Chalitza Rabbanin. Really, the idea that a Kohen can't marry a Chalutza, that's rabbinic. Kohen can't marry a divorcee. It looks like a divorce. It looks like the man's deciding, I don't want to marry you, I want, a divo- I want to give you Chalutza. But it's really not, uh, Menat Torah, Kohen's not forbidden in a Chalutza. The Safi Chalutza logo and over here it's just a Safi Chalutza, and here the rabbis allowed it. The Gemara says, Is a Chalutza only to V'a Tanya, Grusha, and Chalutza, Vehaisha? we make a nice drasha that we include a Kohen's forbidden even in a chalutza. The Gemara says, that's not really, it's mid-rabbanin. Ay smachta It's not a complete drasha, it's just a hint. When the rabbis forbid a chalutza, they said there's a hint to it in the Torah to forbid a woman who's had chalitza. Okay, new Mishnah, mitzvah begaduliyav. What if a person has multiple brothers? Which one steps up to the plate? Who's on deck? So the oldest, the oldest one there's a mitzvah for the oldest one to take take over. The im kadamakatan. What happens if the young younger brother jumps in? He did it. Then our rabbis learnt ba'chor. How do we know it's the oldest one? The Torah mentions the firstborn. Mikan mitzvah begadol yavim. From that word, that tells you that the oldest one, the bachor, the, the he's going to fill in for the brother. You see, it should, ideally, you start with the oldest. And then the verse continues, um, uh, and he will marry the widow who will give birth. And the child that they give birth to will be called on the name of the deceased brother. That's the whole Pasuk. Why does it say, and she will give birth? Obviously, so the answer is pratla islandist. There's no mitzvah if the widow was an islandist, It was totally sterile. no she was unable to give birth. It says that the child that will be born will inherit the deceased. Even though this child is really a child of the new brother, he's going to inherit the father that he never had. He's going to he's going to be, a, he, you know, he could be a wealthy kid. He's going to get the inheritance for the deceased father. When it says he goes by his father's name, does this mean he inherits this deceased? It's not really his father. It's really his uncle. He inherits his deceased uncle. Or does it mean that he gets the name, we call him the name, El L'shem, Yosef, Koronoso, Yosef, Yochanan, Koronoso, Yochanan. What does it mean that he gets the name? What's the deal here with this baby that's born? The, the brother steps up to the plate and takes his deceased brother's wife, and they have a kid. And we're saying that kid is not even called the, the new brother's kid, he's called the old brother's kid. So in what regard? So Tup Shattim, one shot is that it means that he inherits the old brother's estate. He takes over that farm. The other thing is that he maybe it means he gets his name we We're supposed to call him that name. So the answer is Those words in the name actually usually refers to inheritance My we If we compare carefully the words we see that they hint to taking over the estate. That's what it means, it's the name. He gets the business name. And then it says his name won't be erased, Uh, this would exclude if the original brother was sterile. The original brother that died was sterile, there's no mitzvah to take his wife, because anyways, he wasn't destined to have kids. Now, Rav is a little surprised at this drasha. So again, we had interesting halacha. It's about, now, the heir of Onan, who were the sons of Yehuda, did not want to have a child with Tamar because the child would not be called theirs. It's very, it's really hard to know. Nobody explains what would be so terrible if the child wouldn't. It's almost like a person gets a lot of, you know, we do a lot of work for our kids, but at least we get the credit. So apparently you don't get the credit for you, but it goes to the deceased brother. But I don't know what that means. I mean, he would be the actual father. He, we, we say that if you adopt a kid, you get the credit for the kid. So why wouldn't what is what were they afraid of? Now, I don't have, I don't have a good explanation for that. But uh, but either way, right now the question is, what does the Torah mean that the child that's born for uh, from the brother for the deceased brother will be called on his name? So we said if a careful reading tells you that it means he gets the inheritance of that brother. You might have thought it just means he gets called the name. No, it doesn't mean he just called the name. So Rava wonders. I forgot usually the Vakol HaTorah Kula. This means and a rule, whenever you learn Torah, Ein Mikro Yosef Pshuto. You're always okay going with the simple meaning of the text. There's very good drushes. There's very complex things to learn. But there's also a simple meaning. Ein Mikro Yosef Shuto. Over here, the simple meaning is that the child will be named after his dad the, the really is his uncle. He, this, that's a simple meaning, as you call the child born with the widow of this man after that person. But, but we say that's not what it means. We use the Gzereshava, and you don't even have to name him after that. We're saying that he, it just means he inherits Mamish And if we didn't have the Gzereshava, the simple reading is he gets the same name. So, l'man Rahmana and who is the Torah warning? Liavim to the other brother. Yocham al-shem So, now the Morah wants to examine this halacha, who's supposed to do the name-calling over here? Who's supposed to, who is the Torah ta- commanding? So, if the Torah's commanding the brother, so it should say, yocham al-shem mi boile It should say, name him after your brother. It doesn't say that. So again, Ravah wondered how we took the uh, we went away from the simple meaning that it says the child is named after him. Why didn't we say? Why did we say it means he gets the inheritance and say a complicated drasha? Why don't we just say simple meaning that he gets the name? The answer is, if it's commanding the the deceased brother who's doing Yibum to name the nephew, it should say Yaakov Hashem name him after your brother. So it didn't say that way li now if it's commanding the basedin the basedin takes over for orphans me it should command the basedin so now we're saying that therefore it's not so much talking about the name i Vidoma maybe this is what it means uh really it's telling basedin um should tell the yavim. you better make sure yakumashim Achim. you better make sure to name after your brother Ella, um, so that's, that's, that's how the command works. Ella, that's what we would have thought. Ella, us the but along comes the Xerishava of Kisilagamri, and totally says nothing to do with the name. It has to do with inheritance. Hash, Um Okay, fine. So he's, he's um, Rav is saying this is very unusual, that uh, the that Gzai comes and pushes us away from the simple meaning of the text. Uh, that's what he wants to say, um, and uh, but we just we just we were getting into the side issue of who was the command. The command was the bason to make sure the Yavim did it. So ames uh, Now the has a new question. Uh, it wasn't that was more of an observation that we we weren't learning the simple meaning. It was a little bit more complex. So Lumar says ames Now All right. So we said that we talk about the oldest brother. Ema lo yaven. So it should all be that only the oldest brother could do this, and not the younger brother. So so we said in the Mishnah that if the younger brother jumps in there, wants to do what he could. So how do you know? Maybe there's only one brother's eligible, and the younger brother's out of the picture. So the Morah said, in why do we, we excluded a brother that wasn't yet born? That, why do we need to exclude him if only one brother per customer? If the way Yibam works is only the, there's only one brother who, who's given the for the oldest, and the younger brothers can't step up to the plate instead, why would we need to exclude the brother that hadn't been in the world at the same time? Only the older brother could do it anyways. It must be. Usually all the brothers are eligible. The one brother that's not is the one that hadn't been born yet. Everstein, how could they hinge it on the bahor issue? Because let's say the Behor is the one who died. The, you know, I mean, I, I, it has to mean bahor, well, The oldest of the remaining brothers. Right. Okay. At at this moment, we're just assuming that also. It just means the bahor means the gadol, the oldest. Um, and, but our our question is, it should only be the oldest, and we shouldn't allow the youngest. That's the question right so now. It would mean Was dead. No, if the Bahor chose not to, we couldn't then ask the other brother, let's say the Bahor says he doesn't want to marry, he would give Chalitza if it was up to him. So then we ask the next brother, Do you want to do Yibam? But so if if this uh, our question is it should only be the Bakur. It should only go to the oldest, and the other brothers really shouldn't uh they're they're not they're not called upon over here. That that's the Havamina. The point I'm making is- Correct, the oldest of the remaining sons, that's right. Of the okay. yeah. So. yeah, I have a little question, too. Uh, hmm. So, uh, so uh, aren't we really, we want to build up the house of the, of the one who died, mm-hmm. so why do we have to really name him after the father? I mean, it's, uh, even if it would be a new son, if the father would be alive, he'd give the son a new name anyway. So we want to call the, the new baby after the father's same name or something yeah because he's giving the father that passed away a shoe to live he's the father's soul basically the 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 when the the in this situation the father uh left the world too soon so to speak and he ideally he should have left over a child in the world and so his soul is still hovering and needs to remain here to finish the job so his brother enables the deceased brother's soul to uh to have that to be that child, so to speak. Okay, so let's say they have that child. So how do you how are you gonna name that kid? Like Shimon Ben Shimon? Yeah, absolutely. Shimon Ben Shimon, yeah. Hmm. Oh that's how it's gonna go. That's how it's gonna go, right, right. That's so tight. Uh huh. Right, right, that's no, right. No, no. So um, that would be it would be like that. But our Ar- 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 is just saying that really this the, the the more complicated meaning is not about the name, it's about the inheritance so uh even though that's unusual that we get away from the simple meaning. but now we're but saying uh we're just proving it could be another brother hmm. the, but the but the but if that's the point if the point is to build up the, the house of the deceased brother then it shouldn't matter which brother which living brother accomplishes that task i mean you might start with the with the oldest but then it makes it makes perfect sense that if he doesn't want to do that that the younger brothers get the option so you're asking on the Havmina, what was the Gomorrah's question? Maybe yeah. only the B'chor, Uh and a regular brother can't. You're saying, well, wouldn't we want to give the most options um, uh, to the... Uh, to, uh, isn't it better for the soul if more than one brother can step up to the plate? Exactly. Um, I hear. Um That's, uh, so, uh, that, that, that's, uh, you want to know on the Havimina, why, what are we thinking? I, I think that it's right, a little difficult. That, that is so, beautiful. all right, so I'll tell you what I would say. I want to think about this some more. Uh, the real problem is the Zika over here. Uh, we're saying that there's this mysterious Zika, which means the Torah gives a person a wife. There's no other place like this. A person wakes up one morning, uh, his brother died and Mazel Tov, he's married to his brother's wife. And uh, if you don't want her, you better give her Khalitza, but she's yours. Uh, how, how does that work? He's married. So uh, it's a very unusual thing that he's given the, so how do you give it to three brothers? Uh, you say there's three brothers and one of them is married, but we don't know yet which one. How how, do, how, do you, how does that work? So the havamina is, it goes to the oldest automatically because you can't, like have a Zika, one of them will be married retroactively, the one that wants her will be married to her. That's a very hard thing to say. So the have, it makes more sense, so to speak, to say that only one brother is going to get that Zika, and the assumption is it went to the oldest. Uh, but I hear what you're, uh, what you're saying. saying it, what mm-hmm. you're saying is that the history of is so powerful that you have to be very careful how it's, how, how you, Try to circumvent it. correct correct that's that's the part of the question yeah so uh the uh so the so the more is said though we can't we can't knock out the other brothers because the torah specifically talks about you the only brother you can p- knock out of the out of the picture is the brother that never met that brother the brother that hadn't been in the world that implies that all the other brothers uh, are in the game They they may be called on deck they may be called to the plate they're eligible. Okay, fine, that's the answer. Um, maybe it's excluding, when it says firstborn, maybe it's excluding uh, the firstborn of the mother. That that's, uh, that uh, there's no, um, maybe that's, that's what the, uh, the Torah is saying over here. So he says, that's clear. Now, over here, we're talking about inheritance. We're going with the the, uh, the father's side, not the mother's side. The Maybe if there's a bechor, you could have yibum. And you know, if the batter can't make it, you can have a fill Ki but if there is no firstborn, lo Maybe there's no yibum. If any of them die, even if the firstborn dies. This kind of might be dealing with what Richard was saying that you know were we thinking is it only if the behor dies, so mor de maybe the bihor died and the other brother could do it the Amed de mes uh maybe the younger brother died um and maybe uh, maybe the that the Torah is only speaking when there's a behor right now it's a strange uh, since the verse says that the Bechor does yibum, so we might have thought that only the Bechor is eligible for yibum, and if there is no Bechor, maybe there's no yibum. So the word answers, rachman, No, clearly the Torah includes the other brothers. The uh, Bechor, If there's no Bechor, and, and the younger of the brothers, see, there's a special status to the firstborn. So if you have a the firstborn a male, so he's, uh, he would be the one picked. But if you don't have a firstborn male, so, and w- this idea that we go to the oldest, maybe then if a little younger gets in there, Zacha. Um, and, but if there is a real firstborn, Kodem Kartan, and that younger brother tries to push away his older brother, lo Zacha, maybe it's no good. No, all the brothers are equal. The Emaki Ikabachor, Lahadra Maybe if you have a b'chor, you go to the oldest. K'ilech a b'chor, ain't chosinetzel gadol. You know, maybe there's no reason to pick the oldest one. Alama, Tanya, why did we learn bike? shisha by the elder? Mitzvah gadol y'avim. No, even if there's not a firstborn, you're supposed to go by age. Age has its privileges. The, the older, older brother left round is going to be responsible. Sometimes when the older brother's out of the house, the next oldest takes on that mantle, you know, whoever's the oldest. The Morris said, "Lo, If he doesn't want, then you go to the next brother. Lo, Then you go back. In other words, let's say there's three or four brothers. You stop with, you start with the oldest. You want to do even, not me. You try the next one, not me. Next one, not me. If everybody refuses, then you go back to the oldest and say, guess what?" It's, uh, <laughs> You don't, yeah. you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. <laughs> right, so no, Should you go back to the first one and say, okay, do chalitza oh, then? Yeah, correct. Uh, yes, correct. You've you got to do something. You can't push it off on the brothers. It's not, it's not, so it's not like you've got a brother, number one, and say, do yibum, oh no, do chalitza. You go yibum, 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 and then go back to the top and do chalitza. Right. I believe so. I believe, I believe what you're saying is true, but the, 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 the Gemara doesn't actually say it, but I think that's the correct chat. Uh uh Aitsu Gaddo, my Bahor Bakarosa Gormolo, just like the firstborn, he's uh the fact that he's firstborn makes him the one who's gotta act. Avgadal, so too. If you don't have a bahor but he's the oldest, he's in trouble because he's the oldest. The aima kimiabhorishko nachlah. Maybe if the bahor does it, he gets the inheritance. Kimi uh kimiyavim pash it lo lishka nachla. Maybe in we find that the Torah gives the firstborn special rights of inheritance. We want him to take over. He's the oldest. He had the most attention in the family. He grew up with more responsibility. Maybe we want him to be the one to take over the deceased brother's business. But if it's not him, maybe the, the other brothers could do yibam, but they won't get the inheritance. Whoever steps up to the plate, he gets the inheritance. Allah HaBachor Dekor so as we turn the page, Lamai so, Hilchus. So then why does it say Bechor? It should just say the oldest. Because we're saying the Bihor means the oldest. So why did it say Bahor? So actually, the Gemara said the um, Garusa, it's actually telling you a uh, to limit some of the powers of the inheritance. My Bahor, there's a special rule in a Bechor that a bahor gets more than the other brothers, but he only takes what's on hand. There's money that comes in. Often there's money owed to the estate. That he doesn't take a double portion. My ain't a note kibamuksik. He doesn't take the uh, money that's coming in later like the money that he takes now, the double portion. Av high ain't a note kibamuksik. This one also won't get uh, future monies like they're there now. It's, it's special, Allah, And Is he eligible for future money or only for money now? Only what's on hand. New Mishnah. Let's say somebody is suspicious that they're fooling around with a maidservant. Um, again, often nobody really knows what goes on, but there are certain signs that something's going on between the two. V'nishdachra, and now that maidservant becomes fully Jewish and she's freed. Oh, Allah, is kochavim, Or it looks like somebody has eyes for a non-Jewish woman. V'nishdachra, all of a sudden she converted. Harezelo lo yiknas. We don't want this person to marry her because it looks fishy. V'im if he went ahead and married, We don't make them get separated. Next, hanita What happens if it looks like a guy is is uh, is uh, um, is uh, committing adultery? It looks like he has eyes on another person's wife. and that person divorces the wife In this case, alpha Even if the, if the boyfriend goes ahead and marries her we forced him to get divorced. This is different. We'll have to see why in the Gemara. All the cases are dealing with suspicion, but uh, the adulterer is worse than the other two. Let's see the Gemara. Ha, Gioris, So we're saying over here, ideally, he shouldn't marry the woman who he was suspect uh, to marry uh, to convert. Um, uh, But we said if, uh, um, uh, but uh, it, it implies though that she, the conversion is a conversion. Why is that Raminu? Let's ask the question, whether it's a man who only converts to marry a woman, or it's a woman who only converts to marry a man, or if you convert to become rich. Unfortunately, there are people that that, uh, think of Jews as being rich, and they want to convert because they think if they join the tribe then uh, everybody they're going to see big bucks everybody's going to uh uh all jews are rich so he wants to be a jew so i've, I've heard that you know some people think like that or they want to serve shlomo Melech when then in those days it was good to be a jew so says if you convert the only reason to convert is because you love hashem if you convert for a spouse or because you want to be rich that's not a good conversion Share Nechamia, Echageri Arias, whether you converted because of the lions. Echageri Kalomos, Echageri Mordechai Baster, Ainu Gerim, gair bezmanazah They can only convert today. Bismanaza, well, you mean people who were born in the times of Mordechai and Esther? What do you mean convert today? Ella a ki They have to convert at a time where there's no perks to being Jewish. ah. Uh, where there's no, they, they they you don't have to assume there's any reason that they did it other than that they came to the truth that they love Hashem and the truth of the Torah, but uh, if there's other reasons for them to convert, there's perks. That's the the big irony is in Israel, uh, they want to convert all these Russian non-Jews that went in there, and it's clear that they those Russians only went to Israel because they didn't want to be stuck in Russia. <laughs> it was better in, in Israel. They were given all this money. And so clearly they 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 they're converting for the perks. So uh there there's another problem which is that wouldn't be so bad. Uh it's bad enough. But uh the problem is conversion means that you adopt Judaism. It, and so uh there the problem is they don't adopt Judaism. They just ad- adopt to, to be an Israeli, but they don't agree to be observant. So You can either be Jewish by birth or by practice. If you don't practice Judaism, you can't convert to a Judaism that you don't practice. So So our question is, how can the Mishnah say if a woman converts for a man, he shouldn't marry her, but she's Jewish, why don't we invalidate the conversion? So the Gemara answers, there's another opinion here. There is a view that as long as they accept the Judaism, even if they did so for the wrong reason, they're converts. The the swara would be that once they see the beauty of Judaism, they're going to accept it for what it really is. As long as they're really accepting to do everything. They're going to keep kosher. They're going to keep Shabbos. So even though they only did it because they wanted to marry someone, the assumption is that uh, they are converts. So then why don't we let this person marry that non-Jewish girl that uh, he, he converted? So the answer is, uh, it, it makes it look like he was having relations with a non-Jewish woman. Everybody was saying rumors about them. And so now that she converted and he's marrying her, the person isn't supposed to um, do something publicly that shows that he was flaunting the laws of the Torah. In the future, messianic times, it'll be too late for the converts. You, you got to do that beforehand. In the times of Dov, how do we know that? It says like this. If you only convert because of me, good. But any other reason that you convert because you uh, want to be rich or you want to... Uh, 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 those reasons for conversion are not good. Then we get to the second part of the Mishnah, Nittin Aleyh said that somebody's suspect on a married woman. How do we see from um, that I didn't understand that. Well, if we have time later, we'll have to see if we can come back to it. Yeah. So Omarav. Um, uh, so what we said if somebody's suspect for a woman, married woman, so Omarav Uba'edin, there have to be witnesses. There's no witnesses that doesn't uh, suspect that maybe she's just a friend rab was probably half asleep when he said that. That's the expression. Uh, um, well, if they're witnesses, yeah. uh, they don't have to worry about marrying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so see the reason uh, that apparently on rab, rab. I mean, you have to understand they had uh, the the uh, the sages were very elderly people, and uh, elderly people sometimes it looks like they're dozing, right? And so. And Rav himself would never say something that wasn't correct. So maybe Rav was asleep when he said that. That's, that's, that's being nice. Okay. Somebody suspect that they are having relations with a married woman. And because of that, the guy gets divorced. And she marries someone else in between. And then she gets divorced from the, the, the new boyfriend, Im um, Kanas, If the old boyfriend takes her low Yatsuhi, he doesn't have to get separated. Why? Because the fact that she married someone else in between shows that that wasn't the real boyfriend. So, Hekidami, what's the case? If there are witnesses that the first boyfriend actually had relations with this other man's wife, just because she took someone else in between, and stop the rumors, my Havi, what's the difference? It's, this isn't about rumors. There are witnesses that that guy was, was having a relation with that guy's wife. El alab, the of it must be, there were never total witnesses. The time it us, And the reason that we allow this guy to eventually marry her is because meanwhile, she married someone else. So clearly, she was not previously connected to this guy. Halab haki, <speaking in Hebrew> but if there wasn't another person in between, and he married her Mavkinan, we make them separate, Rav, who had even if there isn't another boyfriend in the middle. if there are witnesses, we will not let the man that committed adultery with this married woman marry her. ate him, but if there are no witnesses, just rumors and he does marry he won't stop them. this is what we mean to say, even though there was another man in between, Likola and there no, no longer are people whispering, ideally we still don't want. At one time there were rumors about this guy, so we don't want him to marry her. the question? That's only if she has no previous kids. If she has previous kids, we don't make them separate. The problem here is, if this woman is suspect for adultery, that means her kids aren't her kids. That means those kids are, are Mam mamzeiren. And so we're very careful not to do that. It's one thing to say it looks bad for this guy who was suspect that he seemed to like this married woman very much. It, sometimes it looks odd to us when somebody seems overly friendly with someone else's wife. It's just not—it's odd. We don't suspect any. These are good people. But it's just odd. It's not supposed to be. So uh, ideally, we don't want to have people say rumors. Oh, maybe he all along he was doing something he shouldn't. We don't like that. But it's one thing to have rumors. It's another thing if the lady has kids and people are going to say that the mama wasn't careful where she was uh, uh, sleeping. So uh, we don't do that to the kids. On the other hand, if there are witnesses that it did occur, a feel yesho and then we have no choice. He learned that there were kids, and there were witnesses. Why do we have to learn it that way? And if there are witnesses, we don't let him marry her. If there's no witnesses, and he eventually marries her, we don't separate them. Why don't you learn that there's just no kids? And even though there's not witnesses, he had a difficulty here ear to tani hotu why do we say separate them listeny hotsa why don't we say he should um, he should separate this word hotsu means the court's involved the court doesn't deal with rumors they don't deal with speculation they need testimony so that's how we did the case that we had or one more answer this is going to rebbi Tanya. today they they used to say the mailman is coming out of the house uh, we, usually a married woman doesn't have another man who comes to her house uh the mailman's got to come in the old days they had the uh, um uh they had the spice dealer the uh, the perfume salesman used to come to the house so what happens if the husband comes in the door and the perfume salesman is coming out of the house isha And the woman's putting on her underwear. Not good. Our we'll, um, rabbi. Rabbi says, You know, a man walking out of the house and the woman adjusting her underclothing, uh, this doesn't look nice. Now, we, we don't know what went on, but say, we've, that's enough to get a divorce. Or what about if he finds spit on top of the bed? Apparently, when people had relations, they would... Uh, they would clear the spit from their mouth before they would kiss their suitor or whatever if they had nasal, you you know. So it was common to find the spit on the bed. That was also one of the signs. So, that looks disgusting. So, uh, we're going to have to leave this line of thought and we'll have to start it over again tomorrow. Um, It's not hard, Gamar, we just had to go through it fast just to get to the bottom uh, about this issue when a woman is suspect and when there's actual testimony that she committed a sin.